Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Good morning from Moody Radio. Now, I have a question for you, Dawn and Steve. What in the world is going on with the global church? That is a very good question, Mm -hmm. and we're going to find out a little bit later this hour as we talk with Todd Nettleton of Voice of the Martyrs. I think that there are a lot of things happening around the world that we're not necessarily aware of. Yeah. Right or wrong. I think it's just kind of the way that uh, as Americans and North Americans, we tend to be wired as we kind of think of what's going on here. Sure. A little closer to home well, in our communities, us. in our nation. Right. Yeah. And, and But it should <laughs> impact us when we think about what is happening in the yep. global church mm-hmm. and what's happening to our brothers and sisters around the world. So we'll spend a little time talking about that a little bit later this hour. Mm-hmm. But before we do. Yeah. You know, one of the things that uh, is on some people's radar screen is the Super Bowl. It's coming up here. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the guys who has, and this kind of blows my mind, there is one player who has more Super Bowl wins than any other team in modern history. Oh, really? So he individually has more Super Bowl rings than any other Franchise? Franchise in, in modern history. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I bet okay. you can guess who that is. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Tom Brady yesterday, in case you haven't heard, but you probably have by now, he has announced his retirement. Oh, sure he has. This time, he said, for good. You know, <laughs> know. what comes to mind? Okay. Uh, whether you follow football or not, this is an interesting thing. When somebody that is this good at what they do Put it in the context of whatever realm, whatever um, business or or ministry comes out and says, I'm going to retire. It's, it reminds me of some of these bands. They come out and they're like the final farewell tour of. And then the next year it is the farewell, farewell tour. So Tom Brady says, I'm retiring. I promise for good. And all I can hear is the boy who cried wolf. You wonder, but. I don't know. There's something about the way that he, because I don't know if you watched the video, but it's something about the way that he delivered the message yesterday that made me think, yeah, I, I think this one might be for real. Plus, he has a gig lined up oh. for when he's done. So I think that that also it might be a contributing factor towards, yeah, it's going to be for real this time. So I, I kind of believe it. I mean, this is the third time, right, that right. he said he's going to retire for real. This time, I, I do. I think he, it's probably accurate but do you care <laughs> i mean it, we believed you the first time buddy we were all in the second time okay you know it, there's a little bit of remorse there if you, you give give it back and and then now this third time i'm like what what else is going on tom you've already retired twice we celebrated it twice yeah. just go ahead go and- on to the new gig And I think that there's a part of when he made his announcement, he's kind of like, you know, I'm not going to make a big deal out of this anymore. I'm not going to drag out the process. I'm I'm just quickly with still over a week before the Super Bowl to go, not going to be a distraction, uh, you know, around that. I'm just going to let you know I'm done. And I mean it this time. By default, it's Tom Brady. Isn't it a distraction right before the Super Bowl? Could you not have waited if you didn't want the attention? Well, I, I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, you know, I, there are so many quarterbacks over the years who have drug out this process. And, you know, he's going to make this maybe a bit of a story for the next well, a couple of days. But then I think it is going to fade until until we kind of wrap up into the next football season. Mm-hmm. And then the discussion around Tom is not going to be around. Is he going to play 
but where is he going to be on TV? <laughs> because the latest controversy that I think will unfold with him doesn't have anything to do with him taking the field. And he's already had offers to come back and play next year. Oh, sure. You know, and a big surprise there, right? But I, I do think that the next controversy, if you will, regarding him in football is going to be where is he going to be on TV next year? And is it going to be him or is it going to be Greg Olson in the broadcast booth for Fox? Okay. And and Olson's already in. Olson is in. And I remember when they were talking with Greg Olson, you know, he, there was some people who felt like he was going to be kind of in this lame duck position because he was just a placeholder for Tom. Mm-hmm. Fox had worked out a deal with him, and this is mind-blowing money to me. They'd worked out a deal with Tom Brady, 10 years, $375 million to be Fox's lead football analyst. I don't think I understand that figure you just said. An average of $37.5 million a year to talk on TV about football. What? I mean, I, I think he probably has the chops to do it. That's yet to be proven, though. He does have a personality. He certainly understands the game. But how will he actually do? We don't know. But you know Olsen's already doing a great job. So, and that's this, just it. Uh, yeah. Again, put this in any kind of any kind of situation where you can understand somebody's already got the job, doing a fantastic job. Yep. But here comes the name, and it's like, okay, thanks, thanks for holding that place. You don't even know. Tom might go. He dribbled. He dribbled again. He dribbled again. Yeah, like that he dribbled commercial. again. Yeah. He dribbled again. You've seen that commercial. I that have. is yep. hilarious. Yeah. Uh, He's well, unproven. It right, and I I think Greg right now has a ten million dollar a year deal because he is the lead analyst for Fox. If he gets bumped down to number two, I think it goes to three million dollars. But then he has a clause that said if somebody else wants to pick him up as their number one, mm-hmm. he's free to go. Oh, and I think that uh, we may see something go on right there. Some people are even floating. Could they have two mm-hmm. analysts in the booth? I don't know how that would work, but you know, I, I think in a very short period of time, Greg Olson has proven himself to be a very effective, very good analyst. People are saying he's as good as Tony Romo, and he was the you know the guy everybody was talking about the last time as being the top guy. Mm-hmm. They're saying no, Greg is as good as him, maybe even better. So it'll be interesting to see how the all this shakes out. And the rest of us have similar situations from time to time in our own work environments. And yet, $375 million has never, ever, ever been mentioned in <laughs> no. those conversations. <laughs> ever. Really? I, if I were Olsen, I'd be going, $3 million? I don't, I don't know. What? Yeah. That doesn't even make sense to me anymore. We're, we're going to multiply that by, well, 7, 8, 9, 10. Hundred million. Yeah, his next contract. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm so glad that Tom's gonna step into a deal that will help the bottom line of his finances. Three hundred and seventy five million. My goodness. She brings the sparkle. He brings the chill. It's Dawn and Steve in the morning on Moody Radio. We're so glad always, every morning that you can tune in. We appreciate your company. You're always welcome to the conversation as well. You can call, you can text, you can message us through Facebook. We do our best to respond, but you know, I'll give you that 800 number, but I was just thinking, I have two messages from yesterday I have yet to respond to. 
Really? I'm sorry. I don't uh, like are, not responding. There are a lot that do come in, and yeah, we try and stay on top of them. But mm-hmm. sometimes you get so many, and sometimes they even come in after the show, and mm-hmm. you're like, "Oh man, we got to get get to that." Or, or if it's something that like I want to give some thought to, and and yeah, reply. Yep. So, but please don't stop. Get those messages in, or call eight hundred five 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 seven eight nine eight. You know, um, I. <laughs> I'm not sure. Pepper's having some problems. Oh, no. I know. Pepper's my little dog. She's a Shih Tzu, so she's, you know, all of 12 pounds. And I guess smaller breeds have a propensity to deal with seizures. And Really? You know this because the very first seizure she ever had, she had it right in front of you. Oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> the family, your family was over at the house. This has been three years ago or so, just about. And... Um, Pepper just, she went to stretch and her little body locked up. Right. I I still can see her. I'm like, what is going on right now? She's had a few of those then through the years. It seems to be about, I don't know, once a quarter. We're trying to, Ben and I were talking, like we're trying to figure this out. Yeah. If there's anything that's probably So she had a little one two days ago. She's been really clingy ever since. And then last night she was sitting with me and she, her little body was just vibrating it wasn't the same Not kind see, of right. snow. And I'm like, what is going on here? But she's been so clingy that, you okay, I have this thing. I call it pile up. I like to get my comfies on and just pile up on the bed. And whether I'm practicing the lines for the show or whatever's going on. And um, she, the last two times that I've tried to practice my lines any other place, she comes to me and... I think over the weekend she was pulling on the back of my jacket, like she was jumping up and pulling yeah. on the back of my jacket. Last night I was sitting on a stool at the counter and she comes up right between my knees, puts her little, her face there and it's like, okay, mom, come on. I went, what? Do you want to go sit? She hops down, heads toward the bed. Okay. And I That's take my place, book huh? in there. Yeah. And she piles up and she goes straight to sleep. And I'm thinking, I, th- I said to Ben, I said, I think... We, I've created a pileup monster. Here. I think you have too. <laughs> My goodness, I, I couldn't do that. No, I, I'm afraid that if I sat on the bed like that to try and work on something, memorize something, I would be asleep like that. Well, last so, night was a struggle. Not yeah. gonna lie. So after she fell asleep, did you sneak off the bed? And go no, back? Okay. that doesn't work. Oh no. Oh no. She is like the. She's not a. Well, I don't. I don't know how you put it with a dog, light sleeper like you would a kid or something, but. Um, no, she would follow me wherever I yeah. went. And she was sitting outside the shower. Both Ben and Hannah said that when they were getting ready yesterday, she was either on their feet or sitting outside the shower, kind of pawing on the shower door like, okay, you're done. Let's yeah. go. I need I need human contact. I don't know what's going on with the baby girl. That little shaking thing, mm-hmm. though, not the seizure part, but that little almost like vibrating shaking yeah. thing. I, I wonder what that is because... We used to have smaller dogs, mm-hmm. and one of them would do that quite frequently. The other would hit or miss, and I never could figure out what that was, what was be behind that. I mean, it, they could be perfectly fine. Yes. They'd just been out. They just had a treat. They just wouldn't. But every once in a while, they would just kind of do that weird shaking, vibrating thing. So anybody know what that is? Yeah, I'd be so curious. Uh, yeah, if you do, can you... Like, shoot us a text to let us know, 800-555-7898. Not a part of my life right now, but I'm curious as to what that was back then. And you're still living Oh, I need to know.
All right, 800-555-7898, if you happen to know what that is. You know, I think so often we tend to look at the church through this Western mindset and eyes. We're going to expand that view coming up in just a few minutes. Early to bed, early to rise. Dawn and Steve are here, which is nice. Grab your coffee, pick up your phone. Why not text them on your telephone? 800-555-7898 is the number to text us on. Hey, we'd love to hear from you, and maybe you've uh, got a question for Todd Nettleton of Voice of the Martyrs. We're going to be talking with him for the next several minutes here. Todd is the host of Voice of the Martyrs Radio, author of When Faith is Forbidden, 40 Days on the Front Lines with Persecuted Christians. And Todd, welcome. Good to have you with us this morning. Thanks so much. It's good to be with you. You know, you at Voice of the Martyrs have been putting out prayer guides for years and years and years, and so appreciate uh, you doing that so we can pray in a much more informed way. understand there's some new prayer guides with uh, some new countries. Yeah, you know, the 2023 Global Prayer Guide from the Voice of the Martyrs is available now. This is a part of our ministry to American Christians, helping you know how to pray. They're they're free. We'll we'll send one to you for free. Uh, and I I wish we would take countries out because that would mean you know yeah. there's less persecution mm-hmm. and places are getting better. Unfortunately, that's not what happened in 2023. We have added four countries to the Global Prayer Guide this year all four on the continent of Africa. And really uh, what this represents is the rise of radical Islam on the continent of Africa, Niger, Benin, Democratic Republic of Congo, and Mozambique, the four new countries that are in the Global Prayer Guide this year, uh, all four places where our Christian brothers and sisters are facing increased persecution. Uh, You know, five years ago, we might see an attack once in a while, maybe a church gets burned or torn down. Unfortunately, in 2023, that's what it means to follow Christ in those countries. You are likely to face pressure. You're likely to face persecution. That's why we've included them in this year's guide. And that's why we need to be intercessors for our brothers and sisters across the globe. Thankful that there's information like what you're sharing this morning, Todd, and that we can get our hands on it, that we can go through and be specifically praying over these situations and, and one of those that's been on the list a while, but things are not getting better, is Pakistan. What's going on there? Yeah, many of our listeners would be familiar with the case of Asya Bibi, a woman, a wife and mother who was accused of blasphemy in Pakistan. She ended up spending, I believe it was nine years in prison before ultimately the Supreme Court finally allowed her to go home, finally said, no, she didn't commit blasphemy. Well, there's been a lot of talk over the years. Hey, these blasphemy laws are being used against Christians. They're being used really as a weapon against Christians. We need to change these laws. Well, last week, the the parliament voted to change the law. uh, And I wish I could tell you they they made it better. They made it more fair. No, they they actually added categories. It, It was already illegal for blasphemy against Muhammad and Allah and the Quran. Now they have added uh, blasphemy against Muhammad's wives, blasphemy against his companions. And if you so if you say something bad about one of Muhammad's wives, uh, you can end up in prison for 10 years, which can be extended to a life sentence in prison. And what often happens in, in these blasphemy cases is there's a dispute. It, it's a work dispute. It's a property dispute. And if you want to get rid of the Christian that's involved in the dispute, you just go to the police and say, hey, I heard him say something bad about Muhammad. I heard him say something bad about the Quran. The person will get arrested. The Christian will get arrested. And in the case of Asya Bibi, sure, later the Supreme Court said she's innocent. 
But that was nine years later, and she was locked up that whole time. And so it is a weapon that is used against Christians. And like I say, there had been so much hope they might reform that law. It's really sad, and in my mind, just mind-boggling that they actually added categories and made it worse. Yeah, and it sounds as if uh, you're saying that the burden of proof is on the defendant, not on the prosecution. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you you are guilty until proven innocent. And oftentimes, even if someone is found innocent, in the case of Asya Bibi, she had to flee the country because her life was in danger. She is still reportedly getting death threats today. She doesn't even live in Pakistan anymore from people who are convinced that she did commit blasphemy and that she should be killed for that. So yeah, like you say, you're you're definitely not innocent once one of these charges is made. Wow. It's uh, mind-boggling to think that that is how so many of our our brothers and sisters around the world are actually having to live. We're going to jump from uh, Pakistan, though, to Tanzania, and uh, Voice of the Martyrs has been uh, working there. What's going on in Tanzania right now? You know, one of the cool things that Voice of the Martyrs does is give Bibles to Christians living in hostile and restricted nations. And maybe some of our listeners have sponsored some of those Bibles to go out. We got a report last week in our weekly chapel service at VOM about what's involved in distributing those Bibles. And and Tanzania was, in, in this case... We have a staff member who literally is going village to village in Tanzania, not in the Christian, predominantly Christian areas, in the predominantly Muslim areas, going village to village and just establishing what the need for Bibles is. Hey, is there a church in this village? Oh, okay, there's a church. How many families are in it? How many children are going to that church? How many children's Bibles are we going to need? And so they are able to then come back and say, hey, we know how many families there are here. We know how many Bibles are needed. We know how many children's Bibles are needed. But one of the other cool things that is happening is other mission orgs are asking us, hey, we know you've done this survey work. We know you know where churches are. What are the villages that don't have a church? Because if we're going to send a church planter, if we're going to send a gospel worker, we don't want to send him to the village that has four churches already. We want to send him to the village that has zero. So that information is now not only being used to help us put Bibles where they're most needed, it's also being used by other mission groups to say, hey, these are the villages that have no Christian presence at all. That's the place where we need to go and share the gospel. So it's a great, I think, testimony of how specific our Bible distribution work is, but also the role that we play within the wider missions community to really help people focus their gospel work. What a beautiful thing to have that information and to be more strategic in getting Bibles to people who need them and to church planting across the globe, partnering in prayer. Voice of the Martyrs radio host Todd Nettleton with us. We want to come back and talk about another resource that helps us do just that, to be interceding, and that prayer does matter. If it sounds like it could just be Oh, it's not that important of a work. We want to hear how it is. It's Todd Nettleton with us this morning. Don and Steve in the morning, Moody Radio. Have you subscribed yet? Jump on over to YouTube forward slash at Dawn and Steve for some great interviews from Dawn and Steve in the morning. And don't forget to click that like and subscribe button. This interview with Todd, a voice of the masters is going to be up there later. Oh, yes. Oh, we're glad to be able to record these so that we can go back. And if you've never met Todd Nettleton, you'll be able to kind of do that through that YouTube channel for Voice of the Martyrs. By the way, he's taller than he looks on our YouTube channel. (laughs) I know when we met you, Todd, uh, National Religious Broadcasters last year, I was like, 
Oh, great. Another tall guy I work with. <laughs> this is super because, of course, Briggs and you, Mr. Hiller, very tall. And I'm 5'1". So, yeah, I feel like I'm amongst the trees. But trees of the faith, for sure. You're talking about Tanzania and how things, the Bible distribution is going on. But you've got a story out of there that just kind of drives home the point of why we need to be interceding and praying. Yeah, one of the other stories we heard was a church on the island of Pemba. Now, Pemba is off the coast of Tanzania, and it is almost 100% Muslim. So the islands off the coast are very heavily Muslim population. But there was a church there that had gained property. They had property. They had a permit. They were getting ready to build their church building. And literally on the day that construction was supposed to begin, trucks pulled up with bricks and sand and workers and they laid the foundation and started building a madrasa an islamic school on this church's property and and in spite of their church building permit and you know naturally they go to the local authorities and be like wait a minute this is our property and we have a building permit and 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 what's going on here the local officials would not stand up to the Muslims who had come in and started wow. building a madrasa. And once they started, they said, oh, well, sorry, they have a madrasa there now. You can't build a church anymore. Uh, and I thought, you know, wh what would any of us do if that was our church? We'd be like, our, our heads would explode. How can right. you do this? What's <laughs> going on? That's just reality. It's like, hey, we don't want a church in our town. We don't want a church in our city. And we're going to make sure that you can't do that. And the local authorities are not going to defend the Christians. They're going to say, oh, well, sorry, you're you're out of luck. Uh, it's too bad they they got that property now. Um, so it, it's just one example of of what it looks like, what what it looks like kind of on the ground when you're trying to build a church and you're trying to expand God's kingdom. You know, I think some of us just can't really mm -hmm. understand or imagine that that is what is going on in other parts of the world, but that is very much the reality. And that's why I so appreciate you're there to not only inform us, but then call us to pray. And uh, as of today, understand you have a brand new app that we can be using to stay informed and stay connected, Todd. Absolutely. It went live within the last 24 hours in the App Store, both for Android and for Apple. And it's it just called the VOM app. So if you go to the App Store, search for VOM, Every day, it's going to pull up a brand new prayer request for persecuted Christians around the world. You can also click on a little button. There you go. Don's ready. And uh, say, hey, I prayed. And you can kind of see, hey, how many people are praying with me today for our friends in Tanzania, for our brothers and sisters there? The other thing that is part of this new app, and, and it is completely rebuilt. If you have our old app, this is totally different. Uh, it has a lot of VOM resources, eBooks. Uh, audiobooks, my audiobook is available within the app. Uh, VOM videos, like our International Day of Prayer videos, some of our long-form videos, our group study videos, all of that is in the app, and it's all free. You, you download it, you log in, and boom, you have access to all of that content, as well as access to I Commit to Pray, the website where we have pr new prayer requests every week. Um, so lots of different ways to help you pray to help you be inspired by persecuted Christians. And again, once you log into the app, that all of that is free. That, that's available. And again, that's that's part of our ministry to American Christians is, is helping to inspire your faith with these stories. I, I can't talk right now. I'm downloading and, and signing into the app. Yeah, I haven't signed in yet, but mm -hmm. it took like all of just a few seconds to download that app on my phone while yep. you were just talking. Hey, we want to connect you with Voice of the Martyrs, and uh, I, I know we are running out of time here. 
just super quickly, Todd, I understand that uh, you've got a great radio interview coming up this weekend. Tell us a little bit about that quickly. Yeah, we do. Pastor Hannah Massad was the pastor of First Baptist Church of Gaza. Uh, his wife was running the Bible Society in Gaza. They faced intense persecution, and he kept on serving the Lord. So I think his story is very inspiring. Mm. Encourage you to check that out and connect with Voice of the Martyrs. It's easy to do that. It is persecution.com is the website you want to go to. Again, that is persecution.com. Or, as we were just talking about, go get the VOM app. It's at your app store. You're simply looking for VOM, and you're going to get that uh, and stay connected that way.